Have you ever wondered who is doing the research that will impact your future? The Research Podcast lets you meet those people and learn how the University of Kentucky is exploring and strengthening our understanding of the world through research and discovery. Here's Alicia Gregory, Director of Research Communications. Today we meet Diana Hallman, an Associate Professor of Musicology in the UK College of Fine Arts. She was recently named a 2016 University Research Professor, and she talks about her role in revising the history of French Grand Opera. I was a piano performance major, and I went to a small school in, in my home state of South Carolina, Winthrop, which is now a university, and really enjoyed my work there and wanted to continue in piano performance. So I went to University of Maryland, and I studied with a wonderful professor there named Nalita True, who's now at Eastman. But along the way, I was really fascinated with study behind the music and really understanding music within a social cultural world within history. And that interest really grew and overtook me when I was a master's student. So I actually completed my master's at Maryland in musicology and then went on to the Sydney University of New York Graduate Center where I pursued PhD. So tell me a little bit about how you first got interested in French opera. I had really been drawn to you know, the, the beauty and power of opera, but at CUNY, when I was in several seminars with Leo Treitler, who is primarily known as a medievalist, he's a distinguished scholar, he had a, a seminar on 20th century opera, and in that seminar we focused really intensively on three works of the 20th century, and those were Alban Berg's Lulu, Wozzeck, and Stravinsky's Rake's Progress. We tore the works apart we really examined them very carefully as scores, as musical works, as dramatic works, but we also thought about so many literary and cultural connections to them. And I realized in studying those works in that way, that's really what I wanted to do. So I became uh, fascinated with French opera in part because I love the French language and I knew it was my best language of the, of the languages that I had studied, and uh, because of my love of the 19th century. And so I was drawn to the study of a genre that we now know as French Grand Opera, and this, this genre is associated with uh, the regime of the July monarchy. It was Louis-Philippe's reign from about 1830 to 1848. Right about the time when I was looking around for possible dissertation topics, I came across scholarship that I realized was sort of beginning stages of revisionary work of history of this genre, which was the genre itself was incredibly central in the 19th century. And it's pretty much died out. And so I was interested first in that big question, why has it died out? Secondly, it was a work that according to this one scholar, Jane Fulcher, had strong political implications, and that fascinated me. So I started to look at some of those works and was captivated by a work of 1835 entitled La Juive by Fromental Alivi. I started with the simple question, why would a work entitled La Juive, the Jewess, 
appear on the stage of the Paris Opera in 1835? It sounds like a silly, simple question, but I did a lot of background reading in the history of the period and the politics of the period, in particular the history of Jews in France. And what I came up with was just absolutely bowled me over because I really not knowing anything about the so-called emancipation of 1791 and the July monarchy as a period in which um, Jews really had the fullest civil rights that any Jews in, in all of Europe had. And the work was really, even though this is an opera, it was clearly exploring some of the big questions of the day. What should the nation of France be? Should it be a nation, you might even say it's very topical today, should it be a nation that embraces those who are outside of the traditional norms of the Catholic religion? Should it embrace those as citizens? And that was a big question that was asked with the French Revolution and the First Republic, and those questions were continuing. So I realized how important this work was as a cultural expression of the time. That's kept me on the path to looking at other works um, of the time and, and outside of that period as well. This group of operas, uh, which included Meyerbeer's Les Huguenots and Robert Le Diable, Les Huguenots had a thousand performances just at the Paris Opera between 1836 and about the 1880s. It was performed around the world, it was performed in Buenos Aires, in Indonesia, I mean, everywhere. And so French Grand Opera was truly central, but it died out. Why did it die out? Just in our own history, American history of opera performance, the Met was founded in 1883. The French works, such as Les Huguenots and La Juive, came over in 1884. These works disappeared in the 1930s. And so some scholars, including me, have asked, why the 1930s? Well, one could say the works generally are very expensive to put on. Many of them have, you know, detailed historical settings and all of that. Perhaps we got bored with that. But another big reason seems to be, I think, has a lot to do with the, the Wagner aftermath. Wagner was someone who borrowed a lot from French Grand Opera. His first successful work was modeled directly after French Grand Opera. But then because he, did, he sort of failed in Paris, and this is true, this is not just my French bias, he failed in Paris and did not get welcomed, and he had hoped dearly hoped that he was going to enter Paris as Meyerbeer had done, because Meyerbeer was German as well. So Meyerbeer had come from Germany into Paris, and the golden path was paved for him. It didn't happen for Wagner. So Wagner turned against Meyerbeer and turned against French Grand Opera, wrote this quite infamous essay of around 1850 that was highly anti-Semitic, and he attacked especially Meyerbeer, who was Jewish, and later on, I think, Alivi, who was also Jewish, got caught up in that. And I think that has haunted the history of the genre up to the present day. 
you can still read in our textbooks uh, things that say that this these works were artworks for profit. Those who wrote French Grand Opera who were unnatural composers who just copied other people and patched things together. You know, it's just really pretty, pretty horrible. Some of the same phrases that Wagner used are still in our music history textbooks that my students read. So certain scholars and I have tried to slowly but surely revise that history. It was after my dissertation was finished, finally, in 1995, and I was working on transforming it into a book, I get a message from one of my scholar friends, oh, did you know they're going to do La Jouie at Covent Garden in London? Well, that fell through, but then they did it at Vienna, and there's this wonderful production in Vienna in 1999-2000. And then, after that, this same work, La Jouie, it went to all the big theaters. It went to New Israeli Opera, the same production from Vienna. It went to Amsterdam, New York. They did it at the Met. I got to write the New York Times article for that production. That was 2003. And what I wrote in the New York Times is what I really sensed in, in writing the larger, more intensive study was that it was a very, very important work that raised big historical political questions. And it was a timely work for its day, and I think it's a timely work for now. And I really thought about how, and I think this is one thing that really draws me to opera, because these are works that were meant to be in the public forum. The power of these past works can really come to life in a new way in the theater through, you know, through really intelligent, thoughtful, and sometimes well-researched directing. So tell me a little bit about what you're working on right now in your research. I'm focusing on, if you want to say, a sister genre to French Grand Opera, and that is the comic genre, comic opera of France called Opéra Comique. But even though uh, the operas were meant to be light, they were meant to be fun. I think if you know anything about all different sorts of comic genres today, they can also often be the most subversive and the most questioning. So I want to see how their relationship to the social political world of that time, how they negotiated and perhaps complemented or worked against what was going on in French Grand Opera. What are you most excited about in terms of the impact of your work? I think my initial interest in French Grand Opera had, had to do with being drawn to the, the idea of revising the history, which I thought was really bad history that had been written, very obvious biases that were not good biases in my view. And so I wanted to be a part of that revisionary history, and I think I have been. But I think in terms of music scholarship and opera scholarship, I'd like to feel that my work stimulates others to viewing opera not just as a music dramatic piece, but really, really seeing it as a work that does have much greater cultural implications and how we can read so much through those works 
the study of any musical work, but as I think especially opera, can bring us to looking at how the arts uh, serve as expressions of social and cultural ideas and values. So I think operas can be extraordinarily important. So tell me a little bit about what you've liked best about working at UK and working with UK music students. Well, I, I think first and foremost, I really am thrilled to sense the passion that my students have about music, about not only performing music, but I'm hoping at least to some degree the undergrads are getting captivated with studying the life behind the music. We have incredibly talented students here and I'm hoping that more people across campus will start partaking of some of our performances. We have excellent ensembles, not only UK Opera Theater, but many instrumental ensembles that are just really top notch. I don't know if you got a chance to hear Ragtons, American Musical Theater. UK Opera Theater, which is directed by Everett McCorvey, they put on four performances, I think, this weekend. And some students in my class said, oh, you've got to come. They were either on stage or in the pit performing. And one of the students said, oh, this is such, such an important work, you know, at the time of our elections and all of this. And so the work is based on Dr. Rowe's novel, and it raises questions about the place of immigrants in American society, the place, place of African Americans, racial tensions, had even overt racially charged scenes in this work. It was really, really moving and very powerful. And it just reminded me of what I'm doing in my research life. One reason why I'm so captivated by operas of the past is because I know that they did have great relevance for some of the larger social cultural questions. Thank you for listening to the Research Podcast. To subscribe to our podcasts on SoundCloud or iTunes, search University of Kentucky Research Media and visit our site, reveal.uky.edu.